Awesome, guys. Great session. Uh, let's do a quick debrief. Um, so what is one thing that someone else did that was really cool? Um, I, like I like, oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> We're all excited. I like how Edrahel was very um, aware of the horses and like the, the taxing nature of our hasty retreat. And just how he, like, you know, continues to try and bond with Alagos and, and take care of that. So, and like, like put that into his RP instead of it just being a given. That's what I'm trying to get at. I like uh, El Dakar sharing his backstory. He does not know why he was attacked. That kind of has some cool intrigue events into it. We don't really know who this guy is or where he is. So, I thought that honestly, when we were going to show up on this rock and see us two human like people. I was like, wow, this might actually be one of those, you know, could have been him. Who knows? He just shaved his little goatee. So <laughs> I was like, hmm. So now I'm definitely sus of a lot of normal looking humans <laughs> with brown hair and goatees. Or little, or the soul patch, I mean. Yeah. I liked, I liked when Haley spoke with Chad. I like the whole thing and actually expressing herself in that way of saying like, hey, I'm going to confront this situation because it's necessary and I'm going to have my, like, this is, we're going to talk right now. So I like, (laughs) I would agree with that. And I would, I would add um, on both sides. I thought Haley and Nebuchadnezzar both had really good things to say. And I, I think that um, that kind of opened up some of where Nebuchadnezzar is coming from and his mindset. And that it's not just reckless abandon, um, but that he's, he actually is thinking, you know? Um, and so it was, it was really, uh, I think it was really good. I think they both learned from each other. I agree. Like Nebuchadnezzar's uh, <laughs> backstory around the campfire and kind of explaining where he's from and what he did in his life and his dad's dad and his that's dad. That's dad's dad. That's dad's dad. <laughs> I, you had a lot of callbacks to that, and that was good. Yeah, I like that. I like that you called that back a lot. Uh, I like that Torin actually thought about uh, the storm when it happened, and this this will be for one of the other questions. But I like I, I like that. So. And that you thought also that Torin thought about. Well, this this one plant that can only found in can only be found in the Mirkwood. It's like, hey, let's take this time because we might need it later on. And surely enough, so. Uh, I loved all those. I felt like there's a lot of good role playing uh, today. A lot of people sharing their stories. So that that was really cool. Um, shout out to John. I liked Invar and Odell. Just like random NPCs. Oh yeah, I like the slight Irish accent. That was really yeah. cool. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I actually put effort and planning into voices, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I also like the vision for uh, chat, aka Nappy, um, at the end, too, because I feel like you did a callback to his story and what he kind of said and weave that in, so that, that was really cool. So, Good job, guys. I'm proud of you. Nebuchadnezzar, aka Chad, aka Nappy. <laughs> Torrance calling you Nappy from now on. Each like time that we play, you're just going to add another nickname back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, cool. Uh, second question: What is something that was difficult or challenging for either your character or you as a player? So, if I hadn't had my conversation with Chad, my answer to this question was going to be that 
Nebuchadnezzar was getting on Haley. It was testing her patience and getting on her nerves. Um, I, uh, I think uh, that, like, leading up to the conversation was, that was really challenging for Haley, was, you know, feeling like he was just, you know, recklessly running into things. And then also like when it came to conversations, oversharing or being too aggressive or not, or talking over her or that kind of thing. Um, when she's so used to being part, being the, talker in, in other situations, like being the one to quell situations and, and tense environments. And then like every time she tried to do that, he was talking over her. And it was like, <laughs> but now that they've had a conversation, um, I feel like they better understand each other. So. I would say for Edra Helen, for me, for myself personally, making the choice to, to leave where we were instead of just like trying to find a safe place because it's like oh well if it goes bad then it's like ah kind of falls on that side so that's that's the way that i was seeing it kind of like making those choices mm -hmm. sometimes it's easier just to allow things to happen it's like oh well whatever happens we'll get to react but then like actually taking the steps to choose that that's challenging okay. kind of going off what edgar hell said like uh making decisions as a group, you know, when we had to figure out what we were going to do about the storm, if we were going to go in the Markwood again, or if we were going to try and weather the storm or stay there, you know, getting everyone to agree on what we think we should do. Mm. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that, I think that one of the challenges was, um, uh, I also just had it. I just lost my train. <laughs> just lost my train. No, I just like I had like something put. I was like, yeah, that's gonna be a good one to talk about. Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, I think it was uh, Chad trying to share his whole backstory, and part of that is as like you know, you know, all the people that he's gone before, all of them have pretty much fallen or have given up on the journey. So he's kind of endured, you know, uh, even just from a like mechanical standpoint he has a lot of hp and stuff like that so it's just like more of a you know like he's a very hardy guy so he's been through a lot so it's like he tends not to like but now he's like okay this is a team that i'm gonna stick with so now he's more willing to open up whereas the past few times us meet up with the different sessions my guy was just not even gonna share with anybody because it's like who knows if i'll see these guys like a week but now he knows that we're in it for the long haul so he's like okay i think i can start to share kind of my mindset behind different things uh you know, which is something new for him. He doesn't, he doesn't, he does not do it very often. So. Cool. I was also thinking, uh, saying off, going off the backstory, um, Elder Carl has been trying to find a good time to kind of tell the backstory of what's going on. Um, he was wanting to say something to Cyril because again, that was kind of, he had that connection, but now having that torn around he was able to finally say that to everyone. Very cool. Yeah, I was I was glad to hear both Elder Cars and Chad's backstory because we haven't heard it yet. So that was cool. Um, and and a little bit about Edgar Health. Uh, and I want to hear more about Haley's hopefully soon. But 
Uh, Technically, we haven't heard about it because we weren't there for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I share with everybody because remember that you guys came back from the from the herb hunt and you guys were all sitting around the table. So no, because you shared with her well a little bit when you were in the in the car. So we haven't. Oh yeah, well with that stuff, yes, like the stuff between me and her the last night, yes, no one else knows about that. But you guys know about the generic vision and whatever. So. Uh, I think a challenging thing for Torin um, uh, is a positive and also a challenge. Uh, John and I worked a long time about like what can Torin do and what herbs would he have and what potions we have carrying with him. And so I think kind of as a player, but as Torin, like I have a limited supply of stuff. Do I use this on the horses now or do I try to save it for later? Things like that. So um, just trying to figure out when's the best time to like uh, use stuff. Um, but I think it worked out well. I think just challenge for me as a player is like um, just where does torn fit in? Um, a little feedback there. Uh, just where does torn fit in? Because uh, he's new to the group. Uh, and so I think uh, he's learning to trust the group. And I think he's seeing his position as just giving information and just letting the group decide where to go from there. Like when Haley trusted the, the two guys, it was like Laurie or Bo. Okay, Haley trusts them, so I'll trust that. Or talk with Edra how, like, hey, here's what I could do, or here's what I'm hearing in the storm, what should we do type of thing. So I kind of see him as kind of being able to give information to the team and then have the team decide where to go. So, which works well. Any other challenges, sir? All right, last big question. So what is something uh, from the session today that we can apply to real life? There's one thing that I liked. This is the one that I was uh, pointing to before. When you, when, when Torin decided to say like, hey, let me perceive if, if this storm is just like a normal kind of thing or if it has something else. It's like, hey, well, the first uh, characters that saw it were were Haley and, and Edrahil, right? But they didn't even think of it. It was just like, oh, well, it's just something else that, that happens in nature and it's just a normal rain or whatever it is or a, or a lightning storm. But then you, you came and you were like, oh, well, let me perceive there's something else. Let me pay attention to this thing that it's coming to see if I, we actually should do something about it. So that's something that I liked. I was like, well, that's, that's very interesting because it's, it, it's so normal for us to just either be, de be deceived or be... Uh, distracted of certain things that we should be paying attention to so that whenever they come it's like hey we we took the steps to avoid any kind of thing to avoid the storm in a sense <laughs> literally so i i like that personally it's like hey it's okay to pay attention and it's okay to pay attention to the people that are paying attention if you didn't see it yourself so i think that's important i think that can apply to real life even spiritually i think sometimes we're going through something or maybe a difficult time and it's like is this a difficult time or is there something beyond the scenes? Like is either God trying to tell me something or I'm, I'm being spiritually attacked. Let me take some time to pray into this situation or into this uh, decision I have to make. Um, there might be more behind the surface that I'm aware of. So I think that's a cool thing to highlight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and having a group of people who you can count with, whom you can count with. So it's like, Hey, maybe I didn't see that, but somebody else in that group that, is trustworthy. You can say like, "Hey, I am seeing these things. Maybe in your own life, hey, this this 
steps or choices that you're making are not the best. And that is kind of like avoiding the storm that might be coming because of certain results of these situations or developments, whatever it is. So I like that. I like that. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. I'll I'll, I'll let you go first. It's fine. Um, I, uh, I think it's in Matthew that says that if you have a, a problem with someone, you should talk to them. Yeah. about it and uh so it just the importance of like with the conversation that Haley had yeah. with Nebuchadnezzar um it was important for her to of course like talk to him but it was also important for her to uh approach it in a way that like he she wasn't scolding him um and sort of like you know we make a lot of jokes about Nebuchadnezzar being dumb, but, you know, he's not actually dumb. Um, and, you know, approaching it, the conversation with respect. Yeah. Yeah. And I think going off that same topic, uh, one of the things is like, that's important is like you communicate with somebody, but you still have to come to some sort of agreement. So I think the compromise that we made was the most important part of the conversation because you, you, you can talk to somebody and hear their opinion and they are your opinion, but if there's no agreement made, it's not really going to do much. Yeah. You, you understand where they're coming from, but you're, you're just going to get back and do the exact same thing you just did yeah. before you talked. So I think that us coming to agreement of, Hey, Nebuchadnezzar will slow down as long as they're willing to step up a little more. Then that's kind of what kind of was a nice conclusion of that deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause I, I cause I, you know, I think that, you know, that's just one of the most important things about, you know, about this walk with other people in this world is you, sometimes you just got to, you got to actually hash out some ground rules that are very, that they can both agree on and move forward in as opposed to just, because you can communicate with somebody, but if you don't actually agree on anything, it's not going to really like, <laughs> you're just going to be in the exact same boat as you were beforehand. Yeah, I think that's a good word. Sometimes I think we're so quick to like say, oh, that's fine and move on to something, but there's no resolution. And so I agree, like, it's good to talk about stuff, but also try to get to a resolution. Okay, where can we go from here is important. So it's really good. Other thoughts? I had one, but oh, go ahead. I was going to say kind of going off Joel's talk with Chad and uh, Haley, who was like, he trusts, if we run in and charge, and it was the orcs, I trust the rest of the team that we would be able to handle it. So kind of in our world, we have people in our corner. So if we face an orc, we have people on our side that can actually help us through those times. It's not just us. It's we have people around us that can help us. Good. How about for you, John? I think everything that was shared was pretty good. Um, I would probably just echo a lot of what's already been said. Um, I do think that, uh, um, you know, you guys, that, that was you know, kind of modeling uh, that, that biblical model of conflict resolution. Um, and, and I think it's, it's important to uh, recognize that no matter who feels slighted 
or who feels that, uh, you know, who did what wrong or anything. I think the Bible is very clear that we are supposed to go to that person, just the two of us. You know, you're not supposed to rake other people into the situation right away. You're supposed to go, if someone sins against you, you go to them privately and talk to them. And if there is no resolution, you bring someone else. And if there's no resolution after that, you get the church involved. Um, but so often we try and get other people involved from the on, involved in the onset. Um, and it turns into gossip. It turns into uh, bitterness. And sometimes we have friends who mean well and sympathize with us, but all they end up doing is reinforcing, honestly, a sinful attitude about the other person. And mm -hmm. bitterness builds and resentment builds. Um, and they think they're being good friends, but ultimately they're reinforcing unhealthy thoughts. Um, and so when we have an issue with someone, what God tells us to do um, is in Matthew is to go to that person, just the two of us, and only get someone else involved if we can't come to a resolution, just the two of us. Um, and I think part of that is because, you know, the Bible says where two or more are gathered in my name, I'm there with them. And I think that when we treat conflict resolution as something that we're not doing, really just the two of us, it's the two of us and, you know, God that lives inside of us, the Holy Spirit that resides within us. Um, when we gather, it's not just when we gather in prayer. It's not just when we gather in, in fasting or in worship. It's whenever we gather. And so even if we're gathering to resolve a conflict, God's there in, in the midst of that, and he can help facilitate that conversation. Um, so, yeah. Even, even, even that scripture, it is in the context of con uh, conflict resolution, because it's talking about those things. And then it says, well, whenever two or more gather in my name, I'll be there. I remember another one that Jesus, Jesus was speaking about that. It was like, okay, well, if you're walking with one brother and then you have a problem before, uh, just make it as quick as possible to resolve that. Uh, might it not be that you get there and the judge judges you in a sense and you're, you, you get thrown into prison because so many times it's like, oh, well, they're the ones that did me wrong. It's like, oh, I, I, am, I am right. I am right. So what you said is like, it's important to go first, the two of you to resolve it because maybe when you start getting more people involved, you're the one that's in the wrong and you're, you, get, you, you get all those problems because of it instead of just trying to resolve things first, the two of you and not trying to get the, uh, what was that scripture? The log in your brother's eye before getting it, the, no. Yeah. The stick in your brother's eye before getting the log out of yours. Yeah. Agreed. Um, one of the places that I worked, uh, it was actually in our HR manual. We had a Matthew 18 policy um, for how we handled conflict resolution. And it was in the HR manual. Like, you know, if there's an issue in, in between staff members, go to them first before you try and come straight to HR. You know, we want to, we want to honor as an organization, how God has told us to handle conflict. So um, yeah, I'd encourage you guys, if you're watching this, Matthew 18, a lot of wisdom in there. Uh, and when I say, I think there's a lot of wisdom and once again, Haley and, and chat's conversation, because I think they both had some good points. I think for Haley, like, you're not living just for yourself. Like you might be okay with dying, but you have a whole team now and your efforts might hurt other people. I think in our life, sometimes we want to live life just for ourselves and make immediate decisions, what we want um, in the moment. And we forget there's a ripple effect. There's people who care about us or there's other people that might be caught up in those choices. And so we need to be careful on that. On Chad's point of view, 
um, like he's trusting his team and he's like, you know, we, we fought different things before and, and I think we can handle them and stuff like that. And, and we shouldn't let fear or concern like paralyze us all the time. And, and so I think sometimes in life there might be challenges to tackle and, and sometimes people let fear stop them from ever reaching those. Um, but I think we need to know with God and with good people by our side, we can face some of those challenges too. So I thought that was another really cool dynamic of that conversation. So mm -hmm. good job. There was one more thing that I wanted to mention about like what was hard for me personally. Mm -hmm. It was not laughing when Eldakar was telling his story. That was really hard at the beginning of the session. <laughs> I saw that. I saw you like gripping your face and smiling and I was like, what is wrong with you, Gabe? And then I saw Gabe starting to laugh and I started laughing and I'm like, no, Gabe, what are you doing to me? Why are you guys laughing? The way that he was saying it was funny. It's like, oh, well, no, some people got killed. Like, my, my parents got killed. And my and cousins. Michael. And then like, okay. And all these people, I just started imagining, like, he just telling every single person and it was funny to me. So that was hard. Anyway, that was it. I made up half of that on the spot, so I didn't have any of that. Uh, gotcha. We're, we're not laughing at people's families being killed. <laughs> the, the only thing I knew was a random guy came in and killed my family. I didn't expect you to ask for all the details. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I was asking too many details. Who did? What did he look like? Uh, it's, good to, it's good to flesh some of that stuff out. You know? And so if you're new to role-playing games, you don't have to have a fully detailed background. If you're not a writer and having all of those thoughts, that's okay. Just come up with what you can and you'll, you'd be surprised how much gets fleshed out in the game itself. Sounds good. Anything else, guys? Cool. Cookies won't question. keep your problems away forever. Cookies won't you keep your problems away. eventually have to address them. Cookies. <sighs> That's a wonderful note to close out on. Derek, do you have anything you wanted to share here at the end? That was it. Good, good job, guys. All right. Awesome time playing. Awesome chat afterwards. Thank you guys for being here for another session of Through the Realm of Light and Shadow. Thank you for watching. We love your faces. God loves your face too. And he loves the rest of you as well. You're awesome. Thank you for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Goodbye, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Peace.